You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. And it's Sunday uh, evening. I'm here with Louis Argoni. Hello, happy Dolphins. Lou, what can I say but if it's magic? Wow. I mean, you talk about- Have you ever, ever, ever seen a play like that? No. The play was insane. It was just absolutely insane. I don't, Mike, I, honestly, I don't know if you um, listened to his post-game interview. I did. Did you hear him when he said, I went to Hollins and I said, and and he told him, listen, I don't care what happens. I'm throwing the ball to you down that sideline. Did you hear him say that? I thought no, it was. Hyster- no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, oh, it was hysterical. He was sitting there. He's chewing gum during the interview. Yeah, I must have missed that. And he says, when he came out on the field, he said, listen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see his on-field interview. I saw his locker room interview. Okay. No. He, yeah. He did it on the, it was fantastic. He said, you know, I told him. I said, you're getting the football. And he said, I had all the confidence in the world in him, even though he dropped a touchdown pass on an earlier drive. And lo and behold, there it went. He was throwing the ball to him one way or another. He had his mind made up. He told him that. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. But, I just um, want to know how this guy got the ball 35 yards downfield as his face was getting pulled behind his back. <laughs> it's it's fits, fits magic. That's all I can tell you. I mean, it's undescribable it's you know what mike it it's a desire and and that's something i mean you look at that guy right you look at his you know his body frame uh-huh. and he looks like a guy that basically you know drinks beer yeah. all day and then just goes out there looks like an old old construction right. worker you know he's not very big you know uh-huh. uh, football wise right yeah he he seems to be about 10 pounds overweight right at least <laughs> at least and yet he goes out there and he plays the game of professional football and you just, you know, you're, you're in awe of him. I mean, you are, you are, that's a good word. And it is, awe. you know, you're, you're in, you, you know what the guy is, but you're, you're in awe because he has this way about him of energizing a team. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that everybody possesses. And he possesses that because of his desire. Yes. I mean, and honestly, Mike, I've watched him play for a lot of teams over mm-hmm. the years. I mean, we both have. And he gets on these hot streaks and, you know, and then he gets into, you know, he has these games where Little he throws uh-huh. three, four picks and everything. But since he took over for Rosen after that, you know, the early season problems that we had, we were getting blown out and we were just horrible as a team. But he's played extremely at a very high level an extremely high level. He makes plays and I, you know, he pulls stuff out of his ass that, you know, I, I just, you know, like I said, you're in awe of what he does and, and just his demeanor when he walks out on the field and, you know, your playoff hopes are on the line. He comes into the game in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. And, and he's like, he's like, okay guys, you know, he lines up and, Couple plays into the game, he's throwing balls right down the middle of the field to Gasecki for 30, 40 yards. It's just incredible. Third down, pressure plays, just sits back there and just throws to the right guy. You know, I mean, it, it was fun to watch. It really was. That fourth quarter, 
I, I got to tell you, those eight that, that that last eight minutes was just unbelievable. I mean, it was back and forth, and you know, I, I just couldn't believe it. I sat there for three and a, basically three plus quarters, Mike, and I know you were feeling the same way, and I'm sure a lot of other Dolphin fans are feeling the same way. But as you're watching the game, you're just like, oh my God, can something happen here? Somebody make a play. I mean, somebody do something. Exactly. It's like, come on already. You know, and I'm talking about... I didn't care not, if it was a defense, the offense, exactly. the special teams, just somebody make a play. You anybody know? do something. I mean, even on the defensive side, it was like... We had guys in position all night long. I mean, Rose seemed to be in position on every throw. I to felt Waller. so bad for him. I oh really my felt God. bad for him. <laughs> I mean, it was like you know. I mean, and then you're watching the replays, and you're like, my God, this guy Wall looks on like him like glue, and the guy just you know he can now jump him, and he was taller than him, and it yeah. was just not a fair match. You it know, lo- but- it looked like Frankenstein and Igor. You know, uh-huh. and young Frankenstein. I uh-huh. mean, he, he looked so much bigger than him, and he's just as fast as any receiver in the league and um yep. you know they chose to go with Roe to try and cover him all night and you know i mean he he yeah you know, i'll tell you he's a great player and um when we talked about the preview you know on the preview show i said this is the guy on their team now aguilar had a phenomenal game as well but uh you know, he got away with, you know, a pass interference late in that game. But that fourth quarter was just um amazing. It was amazing to watch and um you know as long as Fitzpatrick's on the field late in that game, I mean, did you have the sense that they still had a shot, even though there was only seconds left, Mike? I mean, did you, you know, I mean, it well, was... Well, I, I always think there's a shot until the clock says there isn't. Yes. Yep. We had one of the one of my one of my son's friends here, Mike, that left. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he missed it. He just, he was so pissed off. He was uh-huh. just upset. And he basically missed the end of that game, which is just unbelievable you know i've seen it i don't get upset at a bad half i mean i know guys are cursing and screaming and yelling and throwing stuff and i don't do that because i've learned over time that it's a 60 minute game and sometimes it's longer than that right so you just gotta you just gotta take in the game and and not let your emotions get the best of you because you never know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes absolutely absolutely i mean it's uh you know, it, it 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 was a fun. It was a fun, fun game. Uh, for well, it was a fun. I should say it was a fun, fun eight minutes or ten fun minutes, eight whatever minutes, it right. was. <laughs> now, let me ask you this: uh, We saw Jones get a flag on him, right, uh, mm-hmm. with for interference. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that call? I mean, at that point in the game, it's ticky tacky. Um, I think it was ticky tacky, regardless, but. When you're deciding a football game on a play like that, I mean, you got to let these guys play. I mean, when I first saw it initially, I was like, man, I, maybe he did mug him. But on the replay, and it, it, it's a tough job for the referees. It really is. But Don't make excuses. All he did was, all he did was lay his hand on his shoulder. He's looking he, back for the football. His hand touches his shoulder, and they throw the flag he, now. Exactly. He didn't impede that receiver in any way. And that, that's what I use to determine if I think it's pass interference. If I see the contact cause the receiver to stumble or lose his balance a little bit or in any way to stop him from being able to catch the ball, then I think it's interference. And I didn't see anything that would lead me to believe that there was interference on that Nothing. Play. Nothing at all. It had no effect on the receiver not catching the football. 
period. End of story. I mean, it, it had no effect on it. And the fact that Aguilar got away with a push-off uh-huh. on the series prior was ridiculous. There was more pass interference on that play than there was on on the play that you just discussed. I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, he clearly, with both hands, I mean, sometimes a guy will get away where he sneaks one hand, one arm in right, and right. puts like a little arm bar on the guy to keep him off him. He literally pushed it off on, on Jones with both hands now how if you extend your arm to push off it should be called 110 percent. if, if your that, if your elbow is bent they generally won't call it and that did affect the play yep. a lot more than the pass interference on our guy i mean so it was you know there were a couple bad calls but i say this all the time my good teams well, overcome yeah, we, we, we both agree we both agree on that and um that that's the way you look at it you know you can't look at a game and say Man, oh man, we had so many bad calls. It just it just killed us because the better teams always overcome that, and we yep. in fact if you did. let a ref's call decide your game, you didn't do enough to win it. Exactly, and you yeah. know those couple of plays don't necessarily. I mean, there are plays that decide games, but you play four quarters, and mm-hmm. if you put yourself in a position at that point in the game to where you, you know put yourself in the ref's mercy, you know you're you're asking to lose. Absolutely, you don't lose. And I and I know we would have had a ton of Dolphin fans out there that would have said just that, Mike. But the point of the matter is, is that we put ourselves in that position late in the game. Okay, you know, we were playing a team that hasn't been playing very well. Um, We didn't do enough over the four quarters prior to that. Those couple of plays happening to to be in a position to have a comfortable lead, whatever the case may be. So those plays, yes, of course, they're big, but they don't decide games. Four quarters decide a football game. You have to go out there. And as you mentioned earlier, you got to make plays on both sides of the football and, you know, the defense wasn't great last night, but you know what? They kept us around um, in the first half. Uh, we held them to, what, three field goals? They did get a touchdown on one of their possessions, but, the, you know, holding them to field goals was major because we would have never come back in that football game otherwise. So well, a, lot, a lot of things had to do with us being able to come back. And, you know, Gruden's decision down by the goal line to uh, not let his runner score. That alone allowed us to come back. You know, there's so many different things in that game that allowed us to come back. Flores putting Fitzpatrick in when he did, you know, allowed yes. us to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, you know, everything fell our way late, and uh, thankfully it did. Well, you know, Gruden took a lot of grief, Mike, for that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm if not you saying s- he was wrong. If, Don't no oh, misunderstand no, no, me. I, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm saying not, it just backfired, and that happens. Absolutely, but... Gruden's got what I'm saying, and I'm not saying that you you didn't disagree because I know you agreed with his decision because I did, and so did Flores and the Miami Dolphin defense because they were trying to, to get let them to score, push right. the running back into the. Uh-huh, I it mean, was funny that, as hell. that would have made all the sense in the world. And what Gruden said was, "Listen, I did not want to give Fitzpatrick because keep in mind the kicker missed an extra point on the prior possession, so." The Raiders would have had to go for two, and then we would have maybe been able to tie them with a touchdown. Now, if they don't get the two-point, the touchdown, and the two, they would have gotten the touchdown, but if they don't convert the two-point conversion, a touchdown still beats them. Right. Okay, so his thought process was, I'm not going to give Fitzpatrick a minute and a half to tie this game up. And w- with that defense, Mike, and the holes that they have, 
I wouldn't have either. I mean, you saw it. It was obvious late in that game that they have issues back there because we had guys running wide open all over the place. Yep. They're just not a very good defense. So with all that being said, um, he did make the right decision as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, it would have been interesting to see if they did score the touchdown, um, but they didn't. The game unfolded. I mean, come on. We had 18 seconds. I mean, what are the chances of us getting in position to win win that game? I mean, it well, was it, was, it would have crazy. taken a really poor choice of a face mask penalty. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's just because no, without that penalty, there's no way we win that game. I don't think. How many quarterbacks in the league, Mike, just even consider throwing it? Understand the importance of just getting that football off. Now, crazy. It, even if even if he understands that he's getting a 15-yard penalty and the clock's stopping on that play, it, you're still not in position to kick the field goal. So he said, screw it. It's a free. He's, he's such a smart guy. He said, screw it. I'm throwing the ball up because I've got this penalty coming to me anyway. Why not take a shot, right? right? And that's his thought. That's what he does. You know, he he's he's a smart guy. He understands everything around him. Well, he and, went to Harvard. Uh, he better be smart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, I was so fired up last night. I couldn't begin to tell you. I mean, you know, you know, I'm a big, big fan of Fitzpatrick, and the fact that he succeeded and pulled that game out last night. You know, I was just. Um, I was just happy for him. You know, I mean, this is probably his last year, Mike. So how many more of these type of situations is he going to have? I mean, last week may may very well be the last game that he's even around the football field. We'll talk talk more about it a little later, but if things keep going as they are, he may have an opportunity to do it in a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's that depends on. You know, the decisions made by a coaching staff as well. I mean, he may be there at the field, Mike, but he may not be on the field. But anyway, uh, what else? What do you want to do? You want to talk more about the uh, game itself? Last well, I night? do. I, well, I want, I want to talk about Tua for a minute. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I looked at some of the game film today, and uh, uh, the Raiders were dropping a lot of people into zones. Uh, they were playing man coverage in, in certain parts of the field, zone in other parts of the field. You could see that they were trying to confuse him, and uh, I think it worked to a point. I, I just think that they mixed their coverages well enough that uh, he had trouble deciphering them sometimes and, and took the easy throws. Now, you can say, well, then he shouldn't be in there, you know, because if he can't adjust to what the defense is doing, maybe he's not qualified to be on the field. Well, maybe and not I, ready, Mike, is probably the right. Well, not qualified, yeah, but maybe yeah. just not ready. Well, that may Go be. Ahead. That may be, but I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, what, what Flores is tr- obviously trying to do is give him as much experience as possible mm-hmm. uh, because he's going to be his quarterback of the future, at least the immediate future. So, you know, you have to decide how you want to get him indoctrinated into the NFL. And do you, do you want to do it sitting on the bench and bring him in next year when maybe you're in a little better position to advance in the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but this is what Flores has decided, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think people need to respect that. This coach is doing a hell of a job. Uh, he's, they've won nine of their last 11 games. So, you know, he's he's pulling the right strings, whatever those strings are. And I think people just need to be patient and see what happens. Well, I mean, he is pulling all the right strings and they are doing a lot of things right. But, um, 
you know, I mean, listen, I've been very vocal about it. And, um, you know, I feel that uh, Fitzpatrick should be on the field right now. I feel he should be on the field next week. And, you know, that's my opinion. I mean, I, you know, Flores is going to ultimately make the decision. But, you know, from what I can see, you know, the best chance that we have of winning next week, and I don't know if Buffalo's even going to need the game. I don't think they do they at will, this They point. will need it for seeding, won't they? No, I don't think so, because Pittsburgh, I think, uh, clinched that number two slot, uh, slot with coming back against Indy. I don't know 110% whether that's accurate, Mike, okay. but I'm okay. pretty sure that's what I heard during one of the telecasts. So I read in one of the papers that, that they did, but it could have been incorrect or, or premature. Right. I think that it had Indy beat Pittsburgh, I think they had a shot at being the number two, but I think they're just they're at that number three slot and they're not going to move from it. And that's the extent of it. Now that may or may not be true. So I don't want to, you know, we shouldn't even really be talking about it because honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. On it, well, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. And but we can when we come back Wednesday. on Wednesday, yep. we'll, we'll know exactly, you know, what the situation is. I mean, it may depend on what Tennessee does tonight as well against green Bay. I don't know, but by the way, Mike, that game, it's snowing like crazy up there. I mean, snow all over the place. So that's going to be a fun game tonight. I'm not uh, surprised. It's in the 40s here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. God only knows what it is up there, right? Um, uh, but yeah, I'd I mean, be here. <laughs> you know, getting back to two and the whole situation. I mean, you know, like I've been vocal. You know, when they benched him, I didn't, I didn't like it. I think, I think their best chance of winning is with Fitzpatrick, and um, you know, and that's it. I mean, I'll leave it at that. I mean, there's no reason. But to they've go back won nine forth. of their last eleven, Lewis. You know, so how much better would they be? Well, I mean, <laughs> the offense might be better. The offense, the offense could uh, listen. You know, we like I said, I don't really want to go back and forth over it, but I feel that. You know, a couple of the games, the Denver game, I think we would have had a little bit more offense and we Maybe. wouldn't have had to try to pull it out at the end. And I honestly, I think the Kansas City game. That's that's uh, the game. That's the game that's interesting. That's That really is. I mean, because we who, kept them in it early. would have happened? Right. Yep. We yep. had opportunities early. We didn't take advantage of it. I know we had a missed field goal, but you know what? A couple of touchdowns, you know, maybe yeah, if the offense. Yeah, but maybe if this is in there, you're not going for a field goal. Who knows? Exactly. You know, your offense is a little bit more aggressive, and, um, you know, you have Kansas City down 17 nothing early in that. And maybe with our defense, you know, we put pressure on them, and, and they don't come back because in the end they wound up only winning by six points anyway. But, again, that's all speculative. So I don't want to go down that road, but – the, the bottom line is this, is that, you know, right now the team has to win a football game next week. And, you know, whatever he decides, you know, is what we have to go with, wh whether I agree with it or not. He has said to a starting, he said that last night and he said it again today. Right. I mean, what I would like to see, especially if Parker is back next week, I'd like to see our offense with Fitzpatrick and Parker, and Gaskins, and Gasecki, all these guys on the field at once. And then we're giving Buffalo hell. Because I'll tell you what, uh, Parker's had a couple of weeks off. If he comes back fully healthy next week, I mean, you look at the offense and with the way, let's talk about Gaskins for a little while too. I mean, what a great game and what a How, great yeah. play. Oh my you know, God. Lewis, Lewis, we spoke earlier in the year about getting a running back in there that can catch passes. Mm-hmm. And uh, do some of the things that Tony Nathan used to do and right. some of the other backs used to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gaskin is doing that. He had, what, 169 all-purpose yards yesterday? Yes. He was great game. 
Absolutely great game. I mean, he was running the football great. And you know what? As we're talking about Gaskins and that one play, you know, where he just caught the ball in the flat and went the distance. I'll tell you what. There was some absolutely great blocks. So you got to – Holland's got a lot of – you know, he got a lot of grief over his dropped – Inters, you know, his drop he touchdown near the goal both line. had great blocks on that play. Oh, they did. But, well, Holland's actually blocked two guys, Mike. He yep. came off of one block and then blocked a second guy that was coming at him. So he did an outstanding, outstanding job on that play. And that's, you know, you talk about it all the time. It's team. It's a team. It's a team that goes out there. And those are the type of plays that, create bigger plays that Gaskin play it wasn't only on him it was a bunch of guys just fighting their asses off at the end of a football game fighting for their lives and the outcome is is a victory and now you've got another week what with what unfolded today I mean it's even more significant a win you know with Cleveland's loss now we're in a great position I mean, now we're the top seed as far as the wild cards. Now that could change, you know. With the fifth seed, yeah. Right, the fifth seed. But that's the top wild card seed, right? You got the four division winners and then we're the top wild card. So now, you know, if if somehow we pull this game off next week, we're not facing a Buffalo in week one. You know, we're facing a Pittsburgh team, which is vulnerable as far as I'm concerned right now. So we'll we'll see how it all unfolds. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but – um, you Listen, know, get- going up to Buffalo and beating them is a hell of a test. Uh, you know, Absolutely. it's not a place where we've had a lot of success lately. It's not, it's not. And I think that, you know, getting back to the Tua situation, I think it's a little too much for him at this point. I really do. I mean, I think that you're putting the kid in a situation to where, um, you know, I think we're just better off letting him sit and, you know, starting it back up next season, you know, with, with the, with an offensive line that, that, that had a nice year behind them, maybe add a guy, you add some weapons on offense because boy, you're putting an awful lot on this kid. You really are. And, um, you know, if Parker doesn't play next week, uh, you know, we just don't have a lot of guys around him. You know, Fitzpatrick has a way of getting the ball in the guy's hands regardless. And, you know, that's the advantage that he brings to a game like that. And and he's not concerned about the pressure at all. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that if he does play Mike and, he, and you know, that's what uh, Flores said, I think he's going to have a very short leash next week. I really do. I don't think it's going to be eight minutes left in the fourth quarter to where he makes that decision. I think it'll probably come a little bit sooner, you know. So we'll see. If he's not playing well. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's you just have no idea. But if we look back at the season and uh, look back at all of Tua's games, I mean, you almost have to think he's going to struggle. Uh, at least right. strug- struggle to get the ball down the field, which is really what everybody is asking for. Right. And I, I don't see any reason why that would change because it's the same cast around him for the most part. So. Agreed. Uh, you know, he's got some learning to do, and he, he needs an offseason, and he needs a training camp, and he needs preseason. And, uh, you know, I am sure he'll be a, a better quarterback next year. How much better? We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned, you know, he's going to have to go out there and be a little bit more aggressive than he's been thus far. Yeah. I mean, Mike, throw in the fact that you're going to probably have some nasty weather. You're going to have a much better defense that you're going up against. I mean, you know, they're not, 
Buffalo's defense to Oakland's de- uh, Las Vegas's defense is night and day. Yeah, so and I got to be honest with you, that's another plus in Fitz, Fitzpatrick's hat if you want to look at it that way, because he played up in Buffalo. He's familiar with playing in those conditions. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of positives to him playing next week. Now, you know, there's no guarantee we're going to win that game regardless of who quarterbacks. But, you know, again, you know, for all the things, all the reasons that we've discussed, you know, I think that that that's probably the best scenario. It's a difficult, difficult position to put the kid in. And I understand what they're trying to do, but, um, you know, it, it's it's going to be a real, real tough task for the kid. I mean, Mike, listen, we averaged four yards. He averaged four yards of completion last night. Um, you know, my, the biggest problem with him right now, I think, is the fact that he's not recognizing that guys are just not going to be wide open. You have to throw the ball when a guy's got maybe, you know, you know a yard or two on him and, and, and trust in your receivers. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. And, um, you know, it proved, it proved well late in the game, even with the cast of characters that we had out there last night. Uh, I think we lost Grant late too, right? We didn't have him on the field those last few drives. So, um, you know, it's and and, and Grant ahead, had a pretty good game. Just just to get that off my chest. Yeah, he did. He did. He had one play, Mike, where he juggled it around. You know, he yep. was he yep. was yep. you know he thought he was back in the circus maybe or something, and he juggled it around, and then he you know he wound up making the catch, but it cost, it cost him, him pro- some yards. Yeah. Oh, it cost him the sideline. I mean, you know how he is. Once once he puts you know he puts it in that second gear, he's done. And mm-hmm. he had a yard or two on that uh, on that defender, and had he come up with it clean. Yep. That guy's not catching him. I mean, and, you know, when they showed the replay from a certain angle, I was like, oh, my God, he he would have just busted that wide open. But um, other than that, he did have a really good game. And hopefully he's, you know, he's healthy enough to come back next week because that injury didn't look. Uh, no, it didn't look good. It um, didn't look good. And Roberts didn't look good either. And that, that's going to be a loss uh, for our defense, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In the running game, for sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh you know, uh, uh, all right. Else? So, you know, we, we can, you know, uh, we talked about Gaskin. We talked about Grant. We talked about Fitzpatrick. Uh, I enjoyed the, the fake punt. Uh, mm-hmm. we probably should mention something about that, yes. uh, because they, they've been trying and trying and trying and penalties have bought, bought back a lot of successful attempts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at least yesterday they, there was nobody, uh, that didn't declare and no other issues. So they were able, <laughs> right. they were successful on the uh, attempt. And that was, that was fun to see. I like that they're aggressive in that way. It was, you know, we've been on the guy as well. Um, what's his name, Mike? You ask me every time. <laughs> Vegdalum. Vegdalum. <laughs> it even sounds funny when you say it. If I'm pronouncing it right. Right. Well, you know, he, he's been a, uh, you know, he's been a sour spot of late. You know, every time you look on the field, I mean, the Tyree killed touchdown a couple of weeks ago. He was on the field for a couple of plays and he took. Yeah, three it was ugly. Uh, but boy, I'll tell you what a great effort. I mean, he looked like a running back on that play. He was outstanding. I yeah, mean, that did. was a great call. Made a nice spin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just to, I'll tell you, um, every week they come up with special teams plays that are just absolutely outstanding and they're executed and and they're successful other than the fact that 
we've had issues with guys yeah. reporting in on two of them, but I don't know of many that well, have I think not I, been I think the second one was the referee's error. I don't think it was uh, Robert's right. error. So Right. And we talked about it, yeah, that. Yeah, for what it's worth. But anyway. But uh, Flowers had a good game. Did he? Yeah. He it, did. It, it, it's really hard to tell along that offensive line who's doing well and who isn't, Mike, you know, during the course of the game. I know – you know, once uh, you know, once you watch the game film and you know you see that kind of stuff, you have a better idea of who played well and who didn't. And your boy Sealer had a big play too in the game. Yeah. Go ahead, finish yeah. with. And I'm saying he had a good game, not a great game. You know, it, right? It's just he had a good game, and you know he's coming back off. Of, he missed the game before, so mm -hmm. that matters. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. um Sealer had the big fourth down stop where he busted through. I mean, that was such a big play in the game. And, you know, that was the frustrating thing, you know, about that, about the game last night is that you have a fourth down stop around the 50 yard line and your offense should come out and, and just be fired up over that. And we go three and out. And it's very discouraging because that's, a, you know, that's a, mo a big momentum swing. And you just give the ball right back to them and your defense after they made a great stop is right back out there basically a minute and a half later, you know, uh -huh. so. Um, you know, it was frustrating. Um, I'm watching the game and, you know, I was watching the game with uh, about four or five other Dolphin fans. And, uh, I'll tell you, it was quiet for a long while, uh, last night. I mean, a long while until of course the, uh, you know, the fourth quarter, uh, with eight minutes left and then everything started to open up, you know, there was, what do you think of the middle of the defensive line with Wilkins and Sealer? I thought they did an okay job. I mean, Jacobs had a decent night, but I didn't think he had, you know, a great night. I think the guy that was absolutely killing us was Baker again. I mean, he just seems to be trailing all the time. He just doesn't seem to be in position. And I don't know, I don't know if you watched the whole film or not, Mike, and no, how, I didn't. How, I didn't. how he but we were watching him, and, and as they were showing replays, we just kept seeing him not being in position on certain plays. And, um, you know, we, we were getting frustrated by him. I mean, it was at least three. Are you four. talking about in coverage? Talking about in coverage and or on, running, run. and on okay. running plays, Mike. He just wasn't there. He wasn't, you know, he just wasn't making plays. And, um, you know, Baker, we haven't heard his name enough this year. We just haven't. And, um you know, hopefully, hopefully he steps his game up, Mike. You know, we're going to need him going forward. Uh, and, um, you know, we've we've heard a lot of Van Ginkle. We, Van Ginkle I saw quite a bit on the TV last night. He showed they, well, yes. He showed well again in certain situations. And um, Howard showed well. Howard, Howard, just another, you know, that, that defensive play he made last night was another great one. He almost came up with another pick. Yeah. He was that close. To another one. Yeah. You know, all in all, it wasn't their best defensive game. Uh, you know, uh, McCain right. had a rough night. Rowe had a rough night. You know, yes. uh, but, you, you know, it's going to it's gonna work out that and way. And so sometimes. did Jones yeah. Uh, yeah. for the most part. I mean, both of those were, you know, they could have went either way, basically. I mean, I think the pass interference call was, was not a good one. And the push-off, they just completely missed that as well. So you take those two plays away. And I, you know... I don't think Jones had a horrible night. I mean, no, listen. It, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. He had a tough matchup, and uh, all in all, he, I think he did 
all right. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't his better night. No, Aguilar had a lot of other catches in the game, too. I mean, it wasn't only, you know, that, you know, that big play uh, late in the game when he pushed off. I mean, he had 155 yards, so he made some other plays in that game. Um, you know, but overall, Mike, listen, the corners are always going to do a pretty decent job as far as I'm concerned. You know, the receivers, they're going to win some of those battles, but – if we're winning the majority of them, and I by the majority I mean we're winning about three out of every four, then then that you're you're being you're in a great position, and that's what our guys do. Um, you know, it wasn't our greatest effort. There's no question about it. But uh, you know, in the end, they kept us in that football game. I mean, they kept them out of the end zone on three different occasions, and the fourth and one stop was a big play too. So they did enough. Um, what was frustrating to me, you know, we could talk a little bit about the coaching strategy. On the defensive side, you've got a guy with a bad groin, and you're sending a three-man rush over and over again. And I saw quite a bit of it last night. I didn't know what their logic was behind it. But if it's me, I'm putting a little bit more, especially if you got row playing Waller man to man, which to me it seemed like they were doing. I mean, I thought for sure they'd help, you know, they'd help them out a little bit, and it didn't seem like they were. So, with that being said, you know how they usually they had a completely different philosophy on defense. You know how they usually put a bunch of guys, and you don't know what where they're yeah, coming yeah, they from. Bunch Did of you, line of scrimmage, I right? didn't see a lot of blitzes last night, and. It, it's not like – Well, because you had the receivers who they were a little bit afraid of, I think. I guess. I mean, you know, it, you got receivers that you're playing up against every week that you should be afraid of. I mean, we've gone against some pretty uh -huh. good tandems, and it didn't affect us, you know, blitzing from different angles, corners, safeties, whatever the case may be. Last night, I did not see a lot of that, and um, it was very strange. They were dropping a lot of guys in coverage, and – I mean, the one time they on the long touchdown where uh, the guy had pushed off uh, Aguilar, he had all day to throw, Mike. I mean, he was basically he was on his third move at that point. I think he, you know, he did his initial pattern Aguilar, then he went inside, then he went back outside down the sideline, and he had all day to throw the football. And even when he rolled out on that play, you could see that he was laboring to do it. You know, yeah. we just didn't have anybody there to contain. And you know, I just didn't, I didn't really like the strategy on defense um, for the most part over the course of the game. But in the end, you know, we had a bend but don't break situation there. And, you know, again, the defense kept us in the game. Um, if you go over to the offensive side, I, I wasn't quite sure what they were doing at times when they were lining up on third and ones. I mean, we had second and twos twice inside the Raider territory, and we basically just lined up in a running formation and tried running the football against them, and we got stopped. And then we got stopped again. And then we got stopped again. And then we had a fourth and one, I believe, right? And then we got stopped again where we didn't have anybody in motion, you know, coming across in front of Tua. We had him on the center, and we were just running a straight handoff right into the It's a dive the play. A dive play. And it wasn't successful at any point. And, you know, I felt that a little bit of deception there opens up just a little bit of room to get those couple of yards. And – 
They were very conservative in that game at times early on, and it was very frustrating to watch. It really was. And, uh, you know, me and you talked a little bit about it last night, and I was getting a little aggravated at some point because I just well, felt I know that, you, were. <laughs> you know, throw the ball in the flat for the, for the love of God and, and pick up a first down there. I mean, we had opportunities. I mean, we were not in positions to where we were in third and longs a lot. I mean, they were very makeable third downs, and – it was just frustrating for well, a while. They're there. makeable when you don't make them, you know, but I mean, yeah. look, you know, third and one, I mean, you should pick up at least 50% of the time, right? Absolutely. Well, second and two, Mike, you, right. you know, I mean, you got two downs to pick up two yards and yep. and twice in the game in their territory, we didn't do it. I mean, you know, it gets frustrating. That's there. where we're missing the elite back, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and hopefully they'll resolve that next draft. You know, they'll find somebody who who runs with a little more power than these two smaller backs do. Right. And that that's where my issue lies with the with the coaching staff, because, you know, you don't have an elite back and you don't you know, you don't have a dominant offensive line at this point. But yet you line up in a in a in a run formation with, you know, triple tight ends, you know, and and you run the ball right into the gut of their defense where they have basically eight guys, eight, nine guys there, and you're not successful in doing it. I mean, spread them out a little bit and run the football. Pitch the ball to Gaskins on the outside and let him do what he does, you know. And When they um, spread out and go five wide, you're mad at them for that. No, so. no, not five wide, Mike. I said <laughs> spread them out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they had a bunch – they had three tight ends in, and they didn't even have the threat of a receiver. And that's the other thing, since you want to talk about the five bunch. I mean, you're in a position where you're third and short. I didn't mean to light your fire. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, well, you, you did, unfortunately. On third, third and four or five, you take your running back out of the backfield. So right. now you're third and threes. You've got five receivers. And this, Mike, this was after Grant went out of the game. They're lining up in five receiver sets on a third and three and taking Gaskins out of the backfield. And and it, it's just insane. It, it put a running back back there so at least they they have the threat of a running game in there to where the defensive line isn't just firing off on Tua because that's what they did. And because they're, they're not concerned about a guy getting a handoff on a draw play. I mean, I thought the philosophy at times was just ridiculous. I mean, put, give this kid a little bit more of an opportunity to make plays in certain situations. And, you know, with our group of receivers, I mean, that's our strength. I mean, you saw what we were doing well. Gaskins was running the football well. It wasn't Isaiah Ford or any of these other guys making third down catches. Until, you know, late in the game when Fitzpatrick came in. that That's not our strength right now, especially when you lose a guy like Grant. And in, even into the second half when, when he was off the field, they continued to go into those formations. And me and you have talked about this. I said they haven't been very, very successful in those formations. And I don't know why they keep reverting back to it. So anyway, with that being said, you know, that's it. That's my, um, you know, that's, that's my... Uh, your My rant. anger being spawned at, at our coaching, you know, for the, for the most part of that that game last night on you both know, sides of the football. They're nine and two, their last eleven games. So the yes. coaches aren't doing that bad, you know. 
They're they're not, Mike. I mean, I listen, I don't want to come across that way, but I think that they are a very, very prepared football team. And there's a difference between in-game coaching and a and a football team being prepared. They go out there, they don't make a lot of mistakes, they know what they have to do. But most people that go over the film, and I'm not talking about myself now, I'm talking uh-huh. about most people that I right. read that go over the film. Mm-hmm. are saying it's an execution problem and not play calling. Got it. I think that that's 110% correct in regard to the execution. You're right. It hasn't been there. But there's there's a sprinkle. <laughs> a sprinkle. There always there's is. A, there's a sprinkle of just, you know, I scratch my head. There's when you're, always questionable calls. Always. I don't care what team you're watching. You're going to say, now, why the hell did they do that? It's just the way the game goes. Right. But when you do it five, six times over the course of a half, when it's not successful, the first, I'll give them one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, I'm starting to have a problem with it. And that's what they did over and over again. You know, in second and twos, I mean, allow the kid to roll out and throw a ball in the flat on second and two. The problem with rolling out, Lewis, is then you take half the field away. All right, Mike, so you drop them back and you have them dump it in the flat or throw to Gusecki down the middle of the field. You do something other than come back and line up in a run formation, a bunch formation. I mean, not a bunch formation, but, you know, your big package, and you try to run the ball at them. I mean, you know, some of the play calling I, I really was frustrated with last night. But, listen, we got the win, and like you said, we've got a winning record. Lewis. Yes. When we walked into this weekend, we figured we were going to have, at best, what, fifth or sixth uh, pick in the first? Well, we talked last week after the games were over, and I've been, you well, know, I've been the eighth. Yeah. Right. I've been on this, Mike, since, you know, every week I talk about another Houston loss, another Houston loss. Now, about halfway through the season, we figured they'd be an eight and eight team. You know, I watched them week in and week out, and. After last week's game, I said, okay, well, you know what? They're going to probably beat Cincinnati. So we're going to wind up somewhere between six and eight in the draft. If you're picking in regard to where we're going to draft next year with Houston's first round pick. And we'd have been happy to be there. Absolutely. Well, after today and everything that unfolded, we are now sitting at number three in next year's draft in round one and round two. We have the third pick in the draft as it stands. Now, if Houston loses and they play Tennessee next week and more than likely Watson's out and Tunsil's out, they both went out of the game. Watson took a really bad hit late. There's no way they're going to play him next week. I don't see it. And even if they do, I don't think they're, they have a they have any shot of beating Tennessee whatsoever. They couldn't beat Cincinnati today. So with that being said, we are looking right now at the number three pick in the draft next year, which is absolutely insane. I mean, not only did we win our football game, but the fact that Cincinnati won, the fact that Carolina beat Washington, everything, the fact that San Diego beat Denver, um, I mean, absolutely phenomenal the way everything unfolded today. We're in great shape. To have the third pick in the draft next year, where this team is already, I mean, you can't ask for anything more. I mean, you could basically get anything you want at that point. 
you're basically going to be able to take the top player at any position you want other than quarterback. Exactly. And we have the ammunition, if in fact we wanted to, to move up and take a quarterback, if in fact that's what they wanted to yeah, do. If, if one of the other two teams, one of them being the Jets, the other being the Jaguars, are willing. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, we have a lot to offer. But, you know, the point of the matter is this, is that one way or another, we just fell into stuff that over the last 20 years, it doesn't seem like anything has really gone our way. You know, trades, free agent signings, whatever the case may be, one thing or another just has not worked out for us. And basically... When you have something like this fall into your hands, I mean, Mike, honestly, who would have thought that tenant that Houston would would basically be as bad as they are right now? I mean, never in a million years did we didn't any expect of us them think to be a those. great team. We figured maybe five hundred. Exactly, exactly, or maybe a little bit better because they do have some dynamic players. You know how many? So many things went wrong for that team yeah. this year. Um, you know them losing Fuller. You know, him getting suspended for the year. I mean, it, that was... No, them, tra- them trading away that receiver was asinine. Foolish. Well, them trading for Tunsil and giving us what they gave us was asinine. I mean... Well, at least they- Tunsil is a good player. You're, you're acquiring <laughs> talent. You're not giving it away. And I felt like with the, that receiver, you know... Yeah. He's one of the best in the game. You don't give that up. No, there's no question about that. I mean, he's, he's outstanding. Uh, he is one of the best... Yeah, man, I'm perfectly happy with a number three. I think that's awesome. And oh. uh, hopefully Greer can put that to good use and not make uh, you know a mistake. And uh, mm-hmm. the player will make our team better because, look, you know we, we improved this team this offseason, and we're going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. No question. With that, Lewis, uh, we'll be back Wednesday, and uh, we'll preview the Bills. All right. Up to Buffalo we go. Up to Buffalo we go, and the cold and the rain and snow and sleet. And, and importance, <laughs> major, major importance. Yep. yep. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you cannot count this team out. No, you can't count them out. And the fact that we're playing meaningful games this time of year, it, it's just fun. Because at this point, you know, most of the seasons, we're, we're, yeah, like, we're done by eh, Halloween. Whatever. <laughs> you know, let's lose. Let's lose. So we get a higher draft pick. You know, we right. want to lose. Don't win. We don't want wins. Tank for Tua. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, tank for Tua. You know, whatever (laughs) the case may be. Suck for luck. You know, Uh (laughs) it's been Uh one thing or another. All right. It is what it is. But look, we're going to be back uh, Wednesday. We'll talk about the Bills and uh, a game I'm really looking forward to because to me, that's a big measuring stick for this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if they go out there and they give the Bills a really good game, then they're going to prove something to a lot of people. Yes. Uh, if they go there and get their butts handed to them, well, then they're also going to prove things to a lot of people. So we'll have to see which end they end up on. Exactly. But uh, regardless, uh, this season is is a resounding success, whether they win or lose next week, as far as I'm concerned. I uh, I agree with you 110%. I mean, what they have accomplished this year is above and beyond what we, you know, we, we thought – they me seven and you wins, when we, wins, we had right. seven yeah we right. had them at seven and nine I think and yep. um, you know the fact that they're at ten wins already and 
And even in the losses, the way they played, I mean, they played right. extremely well against some very good football teams. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything. They more. haven't had the ugly losses that they had last year. And, no. uh, you know, you're going to lose some games. It's the NFL. Everybody, look, look at the Steelers. They won 11 in a row. And now look at them. Right. And you know. there's a ton of teams that, yep. you know, I mean, look at look at what's happened around the NFL, the games that, I mean, the Saints, what they did, you yep. know, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it happens every single week. I mean, there's, you know, it's the NFL. That's why wins are wins. When If you're at 10 wins, that's an accomplishment. It is. Regardless. It is. The coaches, uh, you know, regardless of the nitpicks and the critiques, the coaches have done a fabulous job. Yes, with this they team. have. Absolutely. This team's prepared week in and week out. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, Lewis, thanks for joining me this Very evening. Very welcome. Very and welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Fins up. Fins up. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 